of Ho in the Know, a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. I am starting another online feud with a celebrity, Selena. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm the goddess, Corey. You can always come up with other names. Oh, I could. Names. Uh, the, go- it's the, the sky's the limit. Okay, next time, next time. <laughs> Creativity abounds, Corey. Creativity abounds, Corey, yes. And we are joined by Elle. Every episode, we begin with a segment we call Historical Hose. And this week's Historical Ho is Janet Jackme. I got my info from Wikiporno, Wikipedia, and IMDb, and it's all just under her name, Janet Jackme. Janet Jackme was born Anitha Elaine Brown on October 22, 1967, in Chicago, Illinois. She moved to L.A. at 17 and worked as a hairdresser prior to starting out in the adult entertainment industry as a stripper. Janet met her first boyfriend, Julian St. Jocks, at a nightclub. It was with him that she began performing in porn videos in the early 1990s. When she started by going by Janet Jackme is undocumented, but her porn name is both a tribute to Janet Jackson and a play on the sexually suggestive expression, Jackme. This speaks to me as someone who also loves Janet. Why not honor your idols by taking their names for sex work? Throughout the early and mid-90s, she became a successful black porn actress. She was known for her girl-next-door appearance and for being loud during sex. On screen, she famously excelled at anal, double penetration, and doggy-style scenes. However, she avoided lesbian scenes. Allegedly, her popularity meant Janet was able to call her own shots and avoid scenes she did not want. According to her entry in the Internet Adult Film Database, Jackme has never participated in a lesbian scene on film. Her views on lesbianism in her private life may have changed over the years. In a 1993 interview with Ed Powers in the feature Black Dirty Debutantes, she said she didn't like women, sexually speaking. During a later interview, in the feature... Afro auditions too, however, Jackme suggested that she has slept with women, although she didn't say it outright. Homophobia is real, even in the sex industry, and let's remember this is the early 90s. What a radically different time. But um, she could also still be bigoted now. Who knows? But also, maybe the lady doth protest too much? Maybe she likes the ladies. Who knows? She was immortalized on Lil' Kim's Big Mama Thang. Quote, I used to be scared of the dick, now I throw lips to the shit, handle it like a real bitch, Heather Hunter, Janet Jackme. In 2005, Jackme founded her own production company called Janet Jackme Enterprises. In 2006, she was inducted into the AVN Hall of Fame. Jackme was the, fir- or was the third black woman to be inducted into the AVN Hall of Fame after Jeannie Pepper and her friend Heather Hunter. Jackme raced as one of the few successful po- black performers in the MILF porn genre. She has been in over 252 films and is an institution to all the old-school connoisseurs of black adult entertainment. She even managed to carve out a spot in the heavily white-dominated MILF genre. She also writes, or wrote, for a porn analysis blog called Xpeeps. Her trail stops around 2016, but she is alive and kicking. Unfortunately, that's all the information we could find on her. I like to imagine she's just chillin', living off of residuals. 
But anyway, that is the story of Janet Jackme, this week's historical hoe. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Hello. How are you doing? Welcome to Al the Williams. show. I like I like Al Williams. Williams. Oh, perfect. Thank you for having me. The Al Williams. The yeah. Al Williams. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank As you so much for making double time. E after in that V. Yes. Well, we will. Thank you for nice. like for asking me to come on. Yeah, no. Thank you for asking me to come on, and like, thank you for. Just, you know, like working with like black trans people because everybody want to be like, we care about the movement, but they're only working with, you know, a bunch of white people. So <laughs> thanks for like, you know, putting your putting putting your action where your mouth and your morals are. I, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, oh, yay. definitely. Thank action you speak- for making time. Oh, yeah. sorry, you go first. Oh, actions speak louder than words. That's truly what I believe in <laughs> like the way that you move through mm-hmm. this world like really speaks mm-hmm. more speaks so much louder so I'm I'm just I'm grateful you were down so yeah um yes yes truly um could not be more thrilled this has been quite a, a little debacle to get going we were having some sound issues where it just sounded like it was like cutting up our voices it was like and Oh my god! I think we had. Oh, I had a little panic, just a tiny, just a tiny little panic, <laughs> just a smidge of panic. But we're and here. A mini panic. <laughs> a mini panic. We're here. We're clear and queer. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, yeah. Um, so. Oh, ho-juice, ho-juice. Ho-juice, Okay, yeah. so my idea for ho-juice, and this is potentially <laughs> trademarked or copyright, whatever. TM, 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 TM. TM. <laughs> is, uh, and I've done this one, so I've sold my, like, my bath water. Um, and so, like, we could collect our <gasps> sweat. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I've thought about this. I've yeah, thought about this. I literally thought about this because... Because the thing is, like, you know, you have, like, all these, like, creep, like, okay, you have all these people who will, like, be down to, like, buy our panties and, like, mm-hmm. smell our sweaty panties. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, imagine if we, if we, like, wore, like, waist trainers and, like, took a bunch of cotton fiber and, like, wrapped it around our bodies while we worked yeah. out and sweated and stank oh, the whole yeah. day, squeezed it into vases and, like, you sell, like, your sweat to, like, whatever creepy white dude, like, wants to have in the vial. <laughs> Exactly, and like I, I did it like after work specifically. So I like, feel you on that. Like after dancing, I like was like the dirtiest. You know, you're rolling around on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're getting yeah. real nasty, and like <laughs> your bar floors are gross. <laughs> yeah, no question about that. Yeah, and then like I collected it and like put it in a water bottle and sold it. <sighs> yeah, so you know. <laughs> so Hojus ho- trademarked, trademarked by Corey. Yes, yes, <laughs> coming soon to it. Can I? I want to. I want to market and advertise. Yes. I want to market and advertise. Yes. 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 It will be ready. Anyway. Anyway, uh, how has your week been so far? Um. Actually, actually, my birthday is this Friday, and I'll be yes. turning twenty-nine. Happy birthday! I know. Yes. Thank you. 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 So, like, that's. 
I've just been kind of like focusing on that and like trying to move into like turning a new age like gracefully because like I guess like I don't know I guess like my energy is just really intense so like whenever my birthday comes around like it's not like it's bad but it's just like it just be really heavy and like intense on me and like I just wanted to be like calm and like chill and like full of love this year because I like this past year was just insane so I've just been focusing on that I worked a lot had a lot of readings and I've been like working on this like plant like just a developmental process for these two one of them is like a forum to help give black trans um sex workers brown trans sex workers and non-binary femmes who are sex workers anyone who is just within like that field a place to like communicate and share resources and safety and where we can like collect evidence of our location in case we do ever do need to report a crime or something Mm. because i just feel like the internet is not for black and brown like femmes or black and brown trans people or for sex workers like in general like i feel like a like Mm -hmm. instagram is kind of just making people think that it is for them when it's like you guys like if we're not getting paid directly for every single picture we put on there no matter what our follower mm-hmm. count is it's not for us because in real life we would not give away pictures of ourselves naked for free yeah like in any standpoint so it's just like i want to start a place where it's like if we want to help each other out as black trans like anyone everyone in the group that i just said that if i don't want to keep saying the whole like spiel over and over again yeah. But anybody who's in that group, like, if you need money help, like, you can get it directly instead of having to go through all this bullshit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you are going to meet a trick and you don't want to tell someone because you don't trust them and you'd rather have 30 community members know, you can tell them mm-hmm. in this thing. And it will, I feel like it would just give us the opportunity to take our community back and make our community about our community instead of about constantly having to tell you guys why we need to be respected. Like, I feel like there needs to be some protection among our there needs to be more protection among ourselves involved like we need to take our our safety into our own hands because it's like if you like our country does not give a fuck and it's like you can scream and protest and riot all you want but it's like even in these protests black trans women aren't being mentioned the way they should be their deaths are not being mentioned. so it's like what is the point and for me if my if my community is not being included i could care less about the movement Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) And that's 100% Because it's Because it's like, everyone's like, oh, Black Lives Matter, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. You know, like, look, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McLean, everyone who's, everyone who's passed and was taken from us and was murdered and was just hurt. Like, I'm not saying that I don't want them to have their space, but it's like, everyone should have their space. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I don't have my space, I don't care if you don't have yours, if you're a cis person who can leave your house and vote and do all these things and acquire groceries. Like it's just it's just not in my juice. So it's like I'm trying to make a space where our people can come together and help each other without worrying about somebody like some Karen being like, Can I like look at your guys' lives as an education source? Mm. And then the second thing I wanted to start, Corey actually like put in my head when we were talking about like me, like being a pastor or some trans church or something like that. And like, I was really delving in, like I really delved into that idea for like two months. Like I didn't talk about it. I just thought about it for like two months. And I was like, what do I want to do? And I was like, bitch, like fuck a church. Cause like, I don't (laughs) even want to model anything after like, like cis heteronormative anything. But I was like, the YMCA was pretty cool and was pretty queer like back in the day. And I was like, how cool would it be if there was like a YMCA for black and brown and indigenous trans people. Ooh. And like, you didn't have to pay to get, you didn't have to pay to go to it. 
And like, it had a community garden. It had like a game room. It had like, just like people could relax and hang out and like having like 30 rooms where like you could like stay in it for like a certain amount of time. And if you applied for a certain thing based on your circumstances, you could stay there for extended amounts of times, no money laundering. Like everyone's in charge of these projects. It's going to be a black trans person, like yes. black trans counselors and therapists at these things. Like yes. I'm just really over like trying to ask like cis people for help. Like mm. I'm so oh, like, why are we asking men for help? Why are we asking cis people for help? It's like, y'all are the duds. <laughs> like I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm no. It's the truth. It's like true. look at society, true, look at what we're look at what we're dealing with societally. Like cis people are murdering everyone, including themselves. So it's like, why, why would I ask you to liberate me mm-hmm. when when I'm trying to teach you how to like be a basic human being? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much like what you were saying in a way, Corey. Like you were like, Corey said. uh the problem, well, this is with white people, but we can extend it to cis people. Yes. But it's like that they're just not creative. Yeah, they're not creative. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't know how to like think. Think of just what is think, possible, right? From nothing. From nothing. What is mm-hmm. possible from what they perceive as nothing? Because I feel like in my community, in my circles, like we see abundance in, in quote-unquote nothingness yeah. like we see oh like us having this yes. conversation right opportunity now, like, opportunity opportunity right whole juice is a perfect juice. example mm-hmm. of that exactly. like we, our sweat will make us money bitch like <laughs> no no it's... and it's just but no like i agree with that like a crap time and it's just like honestly i don't really care to, to delve and talk about like that shit anymore because it's just like bitch i'm not giving cis and mm-hmm. white people like any yeah. more space like oh, i'm just like that's so nah. so that's how my week's been yeah, it's been lit good. honestly it's been pretty it's been pretty good beautiful pretty good pretty good beautiful so i kind of want to roll it back since you ta- started talking about it a little bit but like so i wanted to talk about the transform Tran- is it transforms with a Z oh my god <laughs> yes trans transform it's the transform trans with a z in it mm. what do you want to know about it <laughs> just tell us about it tell us about it but that's like that's that's c c c c look i'm a leo rising and i'm a cancer and i'm mm-hmm. a moon so like i will take any opportunity to be messy <laughs> like in any situation we'll, we'll be messy. but i'm I, but i'm I'm inviting. I, I don't think I need. I don't. I don't even think I need to be messy. But I just think I just I feel like you know as black women, you know censorship and just like you know you saying anything is messy or dramatic. So that's just like my trauma kind of talking. But yeah. it was it was honestly it was a beautiful experience. Like I really enjoyed like the recording of it. But I'm easy. But I just want to like throw it out there that I'm easily pleased mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to like like my community and stuff, which is bad for me. Like if someone's like, oh, I want to give you guys like a column and I'll pay you like a certain amount of money. Like I won't ask for too much. Cause I'll just be like, oh, like I'm a humble bitch. So it's like, (laughs) for me, like the whole project happening, I was like, I know me humble, but I am like, it's like, no, no, it's not, I'm not laughing about you. Like, I don't think it's like that you're not being humble, but I think it's like, I get the being a humble bitch, you know, like, be, especially if you like, did yeah, not like you have stuff, to like, you can, it's like, you just, yeah, anything yeah, is like, like oh my so God. It's so hard yeah. to like, be like, I deserve more. Yeah. Like, you're just happy. 
So like when I got on the project, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is really cool. And I was enjoying it. Like I had a really, really good time. I got a lot of space to speak about myself. And it did, like, I just want to say the good things first because I, I don't want anybody who may or may not to hear this to, like, think that I need to drag someone to, like, promote my career or myself or my my advocacy or anything like that. Like, I don't need anyone to, like, boost me up for nothing at all. So I will boost everyone up before I drag them. But the show <laughs> was, it. it was, like, it connected me to so many people, like, all over the world, like, people in Europe, like, people in Asia, like, people in places that, like, I did not think like trans people like would be listening and waiting and watching to like see. And like, they were just like, you know, like you give me so much hope. Like I was going to do hormones and I was like so conflicted with doing that. And like hearing you talk about not needing to do it made me so happy. And it was just like, like that was great. And then I also, I got to see myself be like, you know, like in a view that like, like I've always been just like, very like just like i like i like i want to be a star but like, i don't know what that looks like because i've never seen a visual of it so like seeing myself on like a screen and like in a production like i was like bitch like what <laughs> so like it did a lot of things i connected with um another really great um if i don't mention anyone's anyone on on when i talk about them it's because i have i don't care about them and i, I don't want to mention them so if yeah. i don't say certain people who were on the show um it's because I just, I don't have time to worry about waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was one person on the show, the um, the person, we, um, the director who was recording the show, Carrie, is amazing. She was so bomb. She did, she recorded the show pro, 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 oh no, as a black woman. And she just did it to learn and like give us all a platform and a space. Mm-hmm. And she looked, was great. She was so supportive. I met her through the film. I also met um, Brielle. Um, Brielle Roundtree, um, that's my bitch. She's on Instagram. I fucking love her. She's an activist in South Florida. Um, she's doing like huge things. I met her through that film, and it was great. Like it was popping. Downside to that, referring back to like me being like a really humble person, there were things that were that were not um, that just it just wasn't correct. Like when we were when we were photographing for the show. Um, me and the other girls had to change outside in a parking lot in broad daylight in mm. one of the person's cars in South Florida in Miami. And like, I didn't yeah. think about how bad that was in the moment. I was like, yeah. I'm being like, right. and I'm all good. Mm-hmm. And I look great. But it's like, after I talked to like Biel about it, and she was just kind of like, you know, like, that's not okay. And I was like, you yeah. know what, you're actually right. That's kind of fucked. And like, I like, because you know, we all learn at different rates. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no matter how like detailed or deep someone looks as a black person, you have to like, dismantle certain visuals and like be able to see things as they are so like that was like the first thing mm-hmm. and then like i just feel like i just feel like the transparency with like helping me get funding and just get and like how funding got to me just like wasn't cool because i was homeless for the last half of the filming the entire time oh yeah mm-hmm and the producer had the ability to help me not be homeless mm-hmm that's all I'm gonna say. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, like I don't I don't need to go in deeper. I don't need to like give details. Like I feel like saying that people can take what they take from it. But it was I'm still happy that I got the opportunity to do that. It it didn't it put me in places to meet a lot of people and like it helped it helped, it was a learning experience. I feel like 
I needed to go through that to like learn like there's questions I need to be asked before you're going to do something. Mm-hmm. There's certain requirements that need to be met that you need to see before you're going to do something. There needs to be like points put into the contract from your own view. And it's like, you know, as a black trans person, like especially as a black trans femme, like I feel like these like these mistakes, these are like valuable treasured secrets I can bring back to my community mm-hmm. because now is the day where everyone wants to make money off of us. Right. They either want to kill us, fuck us, or assign us to a contract or something and, like, make us make money and look like an activist. And I just feel like going through that, I feel like I really learned a valuable lesson that it's like, you know, when you're trans and especially when you're in these spaces, you need to ask all the questions, demand all the things, like, and you need you need to just keep the standard, like, up there. And if it's not agreeable, walk away because they're probably not going to pay you what you deserve anyways. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to put, put you in a position to actually succeed. So if you sacrifice yourself for that... Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, So a couple of things. Like, so I was following you, I think, before you did. Yes, definitely before you were, uh, Mm -hmm. you did the project. Way before. Yeah. um, On your old Instagram. Or I don't know if it was, it was just Mm -hmm. your site. It was Tranny Shack. Tranny Shack. It was my old business page. Yeah. um, And had known of you, I think, um, and had like posted one of your posts or um, for your GoFundMe a while back. And then... First off, seeing you on the Transforms was, like, I don't know. It took me back to, like, a place of, like, adolescence and, like, find seeking out, like, queer content and, like, like finding, like, these little nuggets, these little gems of, like, people that I can relate to that, like, made me feel seen. And I wish you could so- see Elle's face right now, everybody. <laughs> She's just, like, going through the best expressions. Like, like it's adorable. I'm just bashful. I'm yeah. just like, oh, my God. But it was, it was like that sort of like genuine like joy to just see like see somebody from my own community like thriving or like not even not even thriving on screen but like but like being on screen being like representation representation like it's like I I like go back and forth with like how like representation doesn't do enough but it does something and Mm -hmm. it did something for me even as an adult who is open and all the things you know and so I just wanted to applaud you for that I guess like I don't know if it's like a thing to applaud but like just like be grateful for that like no it's definitely I remember Leo rising (laughs) they're they're Um, great do it all you want but then it was like disheartening to see on the program that like it like because like I've worked behind the scenes I've done I produce content I know how like these things work and like to see you be like struggling and like it reminded me a little bit of like trauma porn in in certain ways and the way that they portrayed you know (laughs) the way they portrayed things where like they didn't have to do it like that and like um and also like I I uh Rewatch your you and Brielle talking last night on your Instagram um, about how like there was like inconsistencies in like the way that they like set up each episode um, that like it just you know there were there were things like that that I was like oh okay but overall like I was just really grateful to like see you on screen and like like yeah see you be given like the opportunities you deserve as far as like being on screen so yeah I just (laughs) I think it's really refreshing no like well I think it's refreshing to like have a variation of like trans visibility because we really do just get like 
Well, for example, with Pose, which is probably the most visible, like, form of Ew. media. <laughs> I can't. I it's... can't. I can't. I'm, gonna, I'm so triggered by that show. <laughs> like, I literally go off the deep end every time someone brings that show up wow. as a reference to our culture. Because I'm just like, because, you know, everyone just has the opportunity of living in a ballroom house and having community and, like, mm. you know, going to all these fancy parties and having all this access and wearing all these clothes and is on hormones and look mm-hmm. that pretty like is that like the reality of our community yeah and the fact that or is that the sellable just... Jeanette mock the write-up well yeah and it's like it's a very like cis-centered kind of look of I don't know like narrative. their narrative of femininity and stuff and like you know and also that it, it is you know I mean I am a little bit behind but anyway like one of the things was just like there is a lot of bottom surgery like in this like talking about it and like is that is the ultimate goal of like achieving you know femininity and everything and I just you know that's not I don't think that that's like healthy (laughs) it's not it's not why is why is having little kids who are coming up like in their growth like this is like my thing is I don't believe in pushing anything down trans children's throats whether it's positive or negative Mm-hmm. They should be allowed to discover themselves on their own. And, like, my thing is, like, with this show, you have so many people in the community who people look up to. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to be modeling themselves after these people. Not everyone, but there will be a large group of people who will. We live in fucking America. Like, yeah. people see, people do. And it's like, I'm not dogging anyone out. Who, like, if you want to go through your whole physical transition, I support you. I'm with you. You're part of my community. You're my sis. You're my brother. You're my person. You're my family. You're whatever you whatever you want to be with whatever body you want to be into me. I don't give, I don't give a fuck. Like, I want you to be happy. And if that's what you need to be happy, then do it. But to tell a seven-year-old, hey, for you to be a woman, you have to do these things to your body is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, and in any way or form. Like, how can we get mad at pedophilia but not get mad at literally talking about eight-year-old's genitals to them. Yeah. Like, what? Like, that's gross. Like, it's all disgusting. Like, like, just because you're not touching little kids, but you're literally obsessing over the fact whether or not they should have the liberty to think about their own privates, it's all disgusting to me. It's Mm -hmm. all perverse. And I just hate that perverse. And it's like this, it's like, honestly, no one wants to admit that like, Pose is like, it really gears towards the male consumption. And I don't just mean the heterosexual male consumption. I also mean the gay male consumption. Mm, yeah. I mean, it was produced. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, wh- <laughs> like, why are we like, why, why, why do gay men still keep getting foots in the trans community? There are gay men in the trans community, but why are cis gay men getting foots in our community? We gave y'all your rights. Like y'all didn't do anything, <laughs> but but watch, and you still don't do anything like monumental at all. Like I like, it's let's true. just be real, bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. Like gay men copy black women all day long, dress up like black women all day long, wish they could fuck like black women mm-hmm. all day long, mm-hmm. wish they had asses like black women all day long. Like I'm just like I don't I don't I don't even like ill. I've never watched an episode of that fucking show. I probably never will. I love a lot of the people on it. Angelica Ross is amazing. Oh my God. I think she does bomb ass shit. She started trans tech, which is teaching like trans people how to use like higher geared, like technical like platforms and giving them access. Great. 
Jeanette Mock, I have my own opinion because I never hear that bitch bring up non-binary people. But you know, mm. she does her she does her fucking job. Um Laomi, Wonder Woman, she's on that show. Oh, I live for her. She's amazing. Yes. I found Wonder out, Woman. I love her. I found out recently Laomi her. was on um America's Best Dance Crew. I don't know if you know this. Yes, originally, <laughs> originally. a long time ago. And, a long oh my time God, ago. They were so fucking critical of that of her dance crew, but also of her in particular. And I felt like that it was just wrong. It was it was dirty. It was wrong. That's but why I love her. She because she look at her, look where she's at. Exactly, like, and I was like, wow. <laughs> like she um, came from nothing. So I, I love, I love a lot of the women on the show. Mm-hmm. I just don't support like what the show is is do is like making people think our community is like. Because it's allowing non-binary people to get overlooked, right. and it's allowing people who aren't aesthetically pleasing to the cis community to get overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so yeah, fuck pose. To go back to your point about like um, how like they center like this idea of like we all have like these families, these houses that like we're a part of, and that like we all have like these like community- a Harry Potter <laughs> community support system. Like what the fuck, like, bitch? Like, <laughs> like I think that's such like a toxic. Like let's go to fucking trans Hogwarts. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> but, but like, and I it's think, like, and it's like, I think that's such like a toxic no, go, 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 go. narrative to like perpetuate, just because it it looks like we mm-hmm. we can create our own, like we can create our own resources, but like like it, it like we're not. That's not initially where we where we're starting out generally. Mm-hmm. At least for me, for me, like I was out there by myself. <laughs> you know, and it reminds bitch, me, of, bitch, what? Of sleeping like, on bus stops. Yeah, mm-hmm. it reminds me of the dungeon system a little bit, as like sort of like to sidetrack a little bit. That like I think you know. Uh, when I started in BDSM, like everybody had like these families that they were a part of, these groups that they were a part of that like were supportive of one another or like, or like that's what I saw that, and I didn't know how to like navigate this by myself because like I didn't want that. Even if like, what if you don't want that for yourself? What if mm-hmm. you want a different narrative? Like, what do you do then? Because there aren't resources it's, for that. You know what I mean? You have to look at the historical standpoint of where houses come from. Like, houses is like a New York thing. Like, that started in New York City, with, and it's a queer New York thing. And, like, I've always brought this up to people. Queers from New York don't understand their privilege of having so much access to their culture, history, knowledge, lifestyle, everything at, from such a young age. And, like, in other states, like, in Florida, mm, yeah, bitch, like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Bi- I didn't know. I thought voguing was, like, a Madonna thing. I'm not oh even. My lying. God. Oh my god! Oh my god! Truly, and I'm then I was like, Oklahoma. "Oh, and I was like, voguing. I was oh. like, <laughs> I was like, oh, voguing." And then I then I saw bitches really doing it, and I was yes. like, "Oh, and that, this, and then oh, I'm like, this what is the fuck my was people. Madonna doing? This is my people. <laughs> Madonna yeah, was doing and, and then it's just like you know, but it's like Madonna was doing what Madonna's been doing since day one, which is stealing. But like, yes. it's just like, <laughs> it's just like I just don't understand that it's it's like you know you have to look at your privilege. Like not every like nobody like in New York, everyone is, and, and also this is, there's this idea of like everyone in New York is being used as by a market. Like I don't mm-hmm. care what anyone says. If you're in New York, you're being used for the arts. You're being used for entertainment in some type of way. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, bitch, not everybody wants to be a consumption. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to be an entertainment option. Not everybody wants to go to a ball and vogue down and like throw shade and like kiki. Like some of us want to take care of our mental health. <laughs> and maybe that's how other people have, maybe that's how other people have helped their mental health. But some of us, you know, need community that's going to listen to us. Community that's not going to make it about how pretty we look. Community that's going to make it about us really helping ourselves. Right. And it's just like these shows make our lifestyle seem so superficial, which is so dangerous because it's the opposite of superficial. You have to be rich to be superficial, bitch. Right. Right. Because if you're poor and superficial, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the fact. So. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'm sorry. I just have to... Have either of you watched Pose at all? <laughs> yeah, I've watched parts of Pose. I started, I think... I I've seen I've seen episodes like small episodes. I saw like when when somebody died. I saw like a clip from with India Moore and like I guess like her boyfriend. I oh, saw okay. like um I guess like Candy's entrance. Like I saw like really moving episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna like say okay to a show that is not 100 percent exclusive inclusive of the whole community. Okay, I, just I feel that. I totally agree. No. Also, I, it's yeah. like it, the show, like, af- if you've seen um, Paris is Burning, you've essentially yeah. seen the first season of that show. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, God. and Paris is Burning is about real, actual people, yeah. a real, actual community. And I think that. Yeah, not, not, it's not about, it's not about rich people playing poor people. No, mm. no. And like, they talk about how, like, you know, they they you have to go to like this place and that place to find these little bits. Of, like they they're mm-hmm. talking about the realness of their reality. I don't know. And yeah. like the show is just like sort of a carbon copy, but like really faded <laughs> of yeah. of and and like. My thing is, if I don't down. see if I don't see like if I don't see someone who looks who's like Corey or like me in the show, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, the people who look like me or Corey are getting what murdered mm. right That's so it, yeah. i'm just like no matter how many cute episodes you have no matter how many like like bitch like how you, we you need to have adamancy and, and 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 what you are saying subscribes to to subscribes to describing your community i'm not going to allow posts to describe my community so i'm not going to entertain that there's also- because that's not gonna if a show does not include saving every one of us what is the point of watching it? Because that's like some all lives matter type shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I know. Love it. I'm so glad you guys are taking this apart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you watched Disclosure. Um, no, I, I haven't watched it and I don't want to because I'm scared. It, I feel like it's like a cis trans film. If, I <sighs> like it for sort of like the... Cause like I'm really I really like film theory and like those sorts of things and so like I can take it for what it is and take little bits mm-hmm. and pieces from it that you know I mm-hmm. can learn about. Um, That's understandable. But, but they talk about like creating in like these trans narratives, like creating characters that were never there originally, like uh, specifically about Boys Don't Cry, which I've never seen. I don't think I ever want to see, um, but um, I think it's called Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I haven't seen it either. But they like, they took out like a black character, I believe in that movie. 
they like erased a black character in the movie, but like it's based on like a real thing. And like that just reminded me of how Pose creates all these like fictitious characters that like have this like abundance and are giving. And it, it yeah. So I just I wanted to bring up that point where like it. Like, like is there anybody? Like is there anybody on meth in Pose? If we're gonna be realistic about like you know the about the queer scene and what really happens, like is there is there rampant drug use? Yeah. Are there a bunch of black men murdering all the girls who leave the club at, Not at night? No. Like I sound crazy, but it's like th- this is uh, th- we had thirty one murders right. in the past month, babe. Like th- every character in that show should have been dead after the first season, mm. right? Right. If I we're gonna be that's realistic, real. that's real. One of them, one of them should have been strung out. Right. That's real. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. There's only like one little drug dealer. Okay. Role in it. And, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And what? And what? What? And in what queer community? And what queer community is there one little little yeah, drug? Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. One one. I'm like okay. Like right. they they have like. You like cornered the market. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like you, you're, you're gonna be rich as yeah. fuck. Right. If you're the only one, like, mm-hmm. no, like it needs to be real. Like, we need to show the the quote unquote gross sides of our reality. Like, was is there someone in there doing some dirty ass sex work and like pissing on someone yes. and like fucking topping some old ass dude? Yes. Like, we need we need real ass shit. Like. Are there tra- is there a trans girl who goes to work at a strip club and has to ha- cut and has to hide her identity? She needs to get a job there. Right. Like, is there anything? Are is there that real shit? Because mm. that's the real shit. That's the shit I know as a trans person. And if people tell me that that's not that, oh, we don't need to talk about that because that's negative. You're invalidating my identity, and you're telling me you want to get some cookie cutter ass bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, like I don't like. I just thing. like. I like. I just don't. Ugh. That's, I mean, that's but always that's the why, thing. But see, that's what. That's why I can't support the shows, though, because it's always a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's why is it always a thing? Because yeah. we keep watching these shows, we keep making excuses, and we're like, mm-hmm. ah, "It's cute." <laughs> I don't want fucking right. cute, and I don't want cute and sweet. My life is not cute and sweet. I'm right. blessed, but it's not cute and sweet. Like, I don't want that shit. Like, I want a show that shows some wild ass shit. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, a similar thing happened yeah. with the L word. I don't know if you watched the L word, <laughs> or if I'm the only yes. person who watched. Oh my god! I'm 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 really I'm really 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 I'm gonna get really triggered. Like I'm, it's I'm, a, I'm probably gonna. Like, no, I mean the, the L word. <laughs> the L word. It's definitely triggering. Like I don't. I do. I completely agree. I mean this fucking show. Oh my god! <laughs> so I watched it in my adolescence again. Like just like. Which, again, is why, like, I am just so grateful that you were on the Transforms and, like, mm-hmm. have... Right. But, like, I watched the L Word as, like, a little kid. And <laughs> and so, and, you know, you, you do, like, develop, like, these attachments to, like, these ideals of, like, queerness, of transness. White lesbianism. White lesbianism. Mm. And, like, that was really, like, my idea yeah. of, like, how everything worked and like everybody was just fucking and everybody's just like chilling and everybody has like these beautiful apartments in LA or beautiful money houses. and jobs oh money and jobs and access and all of these things yeah. and not that I thought that like even I'm, when they're poor they're rich oh my god Shane was supposedly supposed to be the poor one and like no, <laughs> like, no. like you the one who was fucking everybody yeah yes. yeah 
Which it would have been more realistic again, and they talk about her past as like a sex worker, but it would have been more realistic if like she was still doing sex work throughout the show. Yeah, that like that's how she could afford yeah, but- to do the things that she was doing. But even then, as like a sex worker, like it's not like you're living. Hot. In, in LA, <laughs> in LA like me? that. So. <laughs> yeah, in LA as a sex worker, you do live in the you live in you live in the W. Okay? Oh yeah, like, <laughs> no, y'all got it. You know, this nobody. You know, all the men, all the men here will, are are never gonna pay you less than eight hundred for anything. Mm-hmm. Like we're just we're just reaping them opportunities out here <laughs> every day, right, you guys? Yes, <laughs> but so but to sort of like go left from this conversation um how did you get into sex work or how did you start (laughs) okay so my mom my mother actually was a stripper um when i was younger and she was not she wasn't proud of it um she she like never really talked to about us but i knew and like i used to like sneak into her little book and like i would see pictures and like oh but like i've always been like I've always been very sensual. I've never, I haven't always been very sexual, but I've always been very sensual. Like I like to like look pretty. Like I like to like I like I know that you can do certain things to get what you want. Like oh, I've, I've, I've always been that way. Like my whole life. I was in New York. I went there for college, and um, I got attacked my week of my finals by this crazy white bitch who like chased me home, and I couldn't go to school for a week because I was traumatized. Mm. And I was, school was paying my bills because I was using the GI bill through the Navy. So I would get a stipend every month for wow. going to school. And when I, I, they wanted me to, they basically failed me. And I was like, I can't afford to make up all those classes. So they're like, oh, like, we don't know what we're going to do. You don't have a police report to prove that you got attacked. Oh my and this was Parsons, the new school, course, by the way. Of course. Parsons, the new school. That. They, yeah. They're like, you don't have a police report to prove that you were attacked. So um, we can't, we can't like, excuse it and let you retake them so i i just dropped out of college because i was i'd already dealt with a bunch of racist prejudice shit there and i ended up having to like leave my apartment and just like i had to like figure out what i was gonna do so i ended up living in like this apartment all the way in queens when i had originally lived in brooklyn and when i was up there there was this guy who was widowed and i was living with him in that apartment as well he was older and he was basically trying to sexually assault me like all the time and i was there up there alone and i had nowhere to go and i had no money and i had no food and i was like i had no weed and i was like no like you're always fucking dick like you know why not like ask someone if you can get money for it so like Mm -hmm. i went on google and i was like how do you like, how do you sell pussy? Like basically, like what do you say to guys? I mm-hmm. found a Reddit forum and I literally went on and was like just reading what people talked about during the trick dates. And I knew friends who did sex work. So I was like, bitch, like, this can't be that hard. Like I, it's like getting men to buy you something. So like the first time I ever like exchanged anything for anything, I like, I, like, I was like, I'm super cute. Like I made my room smell really pretty. And like this guy was like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh my God like wishing I had weed <laughs> and he was like oh my god he was like what else and I was like and money he was like oh I have both of those and he came over but like guys usually like just give you money like they like want to keep it and they want you to do shit mm-hmm. but then like I had like this anime thing in my room and he started talking to me about it and we smoked 
and we got like intimate but it was like cuddle kissy like mm. like dry humpy shit and he ended up like buying my groceries and giving me weed and i was like oh shit i was like yo i don't even need to really like i don't have to like give away my whole body to these motherfuckers like i just gotta like figure out what they want and like lean into that and yeah. from there i just started like i ended i like i remember i met this one guy who was like ukraine or some shit like that and like he was really lonely and just like always on molly and like meth and shit and like mm-hmm. i never i don't i don't condone meth but like like I just got of school, so I did some Molly with him, and he ended up crying to me. And I would just like I started telling him about his life and telling him we should do better. And he like ended up wanting me to be around him because I made him happy and I comforted him. And then I had other ones who like I did just let their dick for money, or other people who were like I would clean their house, mm-hmm. like make it for money. But I guess like for me, and I, I want to like address this. I think it's important because of my privilege as like a lighter skinned black person, and also like being thin and like you know like soft featured i feel like sex work was easier for me to not have to do things i didn't want to do if that makes sense because i feel like a lot of a lot of like a lot of like my a lot of my sisters who do sex work who like are darker skinned or you know just like aren't like societally deemed as beautiful even though they are but society doesn't see them that way they have to do like you have to do shit and it's like i've had my fair share jobs where i i did not like like I don't like I don't like white tricks. I don't know about y'all, but mm-hmm. I don't like white tricks. They freak the fuck out of me. And like in Florida, in Florida, when I had moved back to Miami, I was dealing with a lot of those. And I just couldn't imagine like dealing with something that you didn't like to deal with every single time you were going on a date or you were cruising or you were looking for like like you know a prospect like. So it's just like, for me, I feel like it was easier because it's like, I like, even, even still now I have tricks who will just send me money or help me out when I need it because of the fact that they do care about me. But it's like, I feel that also like vials into like people seeing lighter skinned black people as more human and deserving of human respect and companionship. Whereas, you know, when you're a a black body that is deeper skinned or darker, you're treated like like you're like you're treated like the way like they they treat like they treat most of us all the time and it's like i just i just like you know i i want to address that but that's how i got started and then i um i was i ended up getting into i was in an open relationship before i started doing sex work and i ended up like getting into like the poly like open community mm-hmm. and i ended up doing like I ended up moving into the more of like escorting less so from like actually like fucking or like sucking dick like if i'm just gonna be like cordial Mm -hmm. you know and after that like i started reading cards and i haven't done i haven't i've been doing it here and there to like make like emergency money but i haven't like i'm i think i'm blessed now just because like i don't want to continue doing survival sex work forever but because of my readings now, I haven't had to do it as frequently or as much. And also there's a pandemic, so it's not making it really mm-hmm. easy for anyone to go out and like sell pussy or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's definitely. Are you guys okay? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, that's like. I'm like, I hope nobody's like shook, shook right no, now. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I definitely, you know, I deal, I uh, have a lot of privilege as like light skinned sex worker and um, yeah. And I mean, you're, you're so right about just like 
not having to do all of the things that people who are, you know, who have greater obstacles have had to do. And it, it, that's definitely real. It's like, it's, and it's, I don't know. It's like, I don't even know how to talk yeah. about it beyond that, really. You know, it's like, this is, it's just. A, but I, I feel like acknowledging it is the first step. Like, I feel like I, I talk about light skin privilege all the time. Because don't nobody ever want to talk about it because everyone's like, we're all black. And I'm like, yeah, we're all black. No. <laughs> but, yeah, so, but not. And it's like, but colorism, y'all. Like, the paper bag yeah, is a real thing. Real. And but... it's just like, you know, like, it's like, 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 our darker skin siblings, family, community are the ones who are out here pushing the boundaries and really, like, mm-hmm. setting up our culture. Like, like us light-skinned bitches are not out here fucking putting ourselves in these dangerous ass situations to fucking get shit done. We're not doing that. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, you know you're not because you don't have to try that hard. Yeah. You have to try hard, but you don't have to try that hard. Yeah. And it's like whenever you do put yourself out there, it's like you're not assuming the same amount of risk as, like, anybody yep, who's darker skin. At all. Especially me. Like, I feel like a lot – I feel like also, too, like, when I would meet, like, a lot of my tricks were, like, excited that I didn't have tits and that, like, I looked so feminine because they just, like, lived for, like, the like the girl the boy girl fantasy but it's like i like i realized like in me not having boobs like not being on hormones like i i wasn't like there wasn't so much aggression and so and projected self-hatred towards me because i feel like with a lot of with a lot of my sisters who they go through the physical transitions and they come out beautiful and they're living their life i feel like that shit makes men angry like it makes Mm. them mad and they just like they want to hurt you and it's like i didn't have that aggression towards me and it's like a lot of my my sisters tell me all the time like my trans sisters who like they go through the physical transitions and they make these sacrifices they tell me all the time how like they even ask someone a question nicely and someone wants to fucking go off and get loud with them and it's just like Mm. we have to like address these problems we have to address what's happening we need to especially as sex workers we need to address that our sisters are the ones who are dying the most our sex working dark-skinned siblings are the ones who are dying right with no record with no recollection no nothing because nobody's there to check on them right you said a lot of things that like hit home for me in particular (laughs) that like Mm -hmm. and like some some things that like i experience currently like because like my presentation my like performance like fluctuates a lot um and like Mm -hmm. having to present not necessarily like i i i really hate like the like boxing in of like masculinity and femininity because like i think that those things all exist on a spectrum yada 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 but but, like like, boring I (laughs) i have to like i have to I have to sort of, I don't know. I have to like, I have to like create like this balance inside of myself to perform a level of femininity that isn't threatening, but is, (laughs) but is like sexy enough for them to like. Yes. And and it's like, uh, and it's like that bothers me because it's it's just like so much of that is cis hetero like pass it down of like bullshit and like processing and it's like just like like we have to learn as sex workers to create our own environment because our content will influence how we make our money like the most popular content influences what we all have to do the ones who are like really holding the foundation 
And it's like, we really need to work on putting non-binary people into these spaces if we are in those spaces and having it be a non-binary space, mm. you know, or just like not making it like replicating this, this cis sexual experience. So I was following like this Twitter thread um, about like, they were doing a bunch of like call outs of like these white porn stars who like do interracial mm-hmm. porn mm. and like are of our upkeepers oh. of like these hegemonic ideals uh, of like how we're supposed to do sex, <laughs> and how we're supposed to do porn, how we're supposed to do sex work, right? Because like, I feel like people come to like, us in-person people because they see something on porn and they're like i want to reenact that (laughs) you know what i mean i want to do that and i'm just like bitch like Mm. no (laughs) how about you ask me what i want to do you are asking asking what my services and my rates are like porn got everybody thinking that sex work ain't a real job bitch if you come to me you better ask me what i'm willing to do what i'm not willing to do and how much i charge per hour bitch Mm -hmm. like don't be like it's like a lot of these, a lot of these people out here are doing sex work now are taking are their $40 holler bitches. And I'm like, you guys, you guys, you guys, $40 a bitch. That's for me to get in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's like, it's becoming the norm yeah. for bitches to charge to low ball. And I'm like, I can never. <laughs> I think, you know, I can never. It's hard for me because, like, sometimes that is, like, what I need to survive. And I think for some people, mm-hmm. like, that is that $40, that even that $20, like, is what they need to survive. And, like, I've gotten to a place of privilege where, like, I don't have, like, I don't have to do that anymore. But, like initially especially without like community telling me like what the local rates are like what the you know it, mm-hmm. it was hard for me to like figure that part out and that unfortunately. and that exactly is why i feel like the people who are privileged we need to bring more inclusivity into our visual and to our work mm-hmm. all the time right. because if we bring it to the forefront and everyone else uses um like you like everyone else uses our dynamic and it's like oh these people are bringing this in and doing this and doing that it's gonna make like it's gonna make it so that those girls when they start off they're seeing these things and they're like oh this person is charging this much this person is going here this person uses this this amount of community this person talks to these type of people and does these things and this is how it happens like we like we do not have to settle but this is the oldest profession in the world y'all right mm-hmm I mean, so how the twenty dollar you... hollers. Yeah. That's how how do we do that? We need we 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 need to like one. We know where these twenty dollar hollers are happening at. They're happening outside right. in the streets. But when everyone reaches privilege, they stop going to the stroll. Mm-hmm. They stop going to the streets. They stay home in their house on their laptop on their OnlyFans with their house culture. And I'm like, no. There's so many of us who have privilege. If we all, if all the sex workers in each city went out to the local stroll one day out of every week and gave the girls out their food, money, water, and talked to them and let them help each other out, how much change do you think that would create? Right. And then they wouldn't have to take that. They could just, exactly. But that- We're allowing this to happen. That requires work. And like, right. I'm, this is my thing, y'all. I'm not going to take any excuses or shutting down of anything we need to be doing. This is 2020, we are dying. And the reason why we are here is because we say, oh, to do that, we have to do this. Yeah, let's do it. 
We need to building blocks start at a level. And if you keep saying, if, if you're if you're like, oh, this is this is too big for me to lasso, bitch, we're a part of that community. Are you not capable of surviving? Have y'all not gotten yourself in a place that most can't do, which is not great? Faith is a mustard seed, honey. Mm -hmm. We need three mustard seeds and you got a whole motherfucking plant, bitch. Like we have to make the rhetoric to, okay, this is a good idea. I want to start doing this on my own. I want to like, we don't need a group of people. It starts with one. Mm -hmm. And we all, we always want to wait for a group or a movement and then everybody's dead. Well, uh, we have to kind of start winding down a little bit. Yes. I want us to like, come to like mm -hmm. a happy place with like the conversation. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I want to like end let's do it, let's do it, let's do uh, it. on your Oracle work and like how we started like actually like directly interacting more was your Oracle work and like me coming to you for that because, oh my God, please go to uh, like, like... <laughs> You know, like, there's a lot of fakers out there in the world. And, like, <laughs> I was messing with a lot of fake shit <laughs> prior to finding Elle. I mean, there was some real in it, but not real, real. And, like, not somebody who, like, was shared a bunch, a lot of intersectional identities that, like, I do that, like, could relate to, and, like, could tell me, like, speak to me, you know? And so, yeah, I just want to, like, end off on sort of just a little bit about your practice and yeah give us the rundown please and now it's time for a quick commercial break i'm an average dragon i never thought ticks would be a problem for me but all of a sudden i came back to my nest and what did i find ticks it's not easy to solve a tick problem especially within a nest you see one you have a bunch but maybe the ticks aren't actually a problem. What if you reconsidered the ticks and decided to be friends with your parasite? It's not unheard of. They only want a little blood, and you, as a dragon, have so much blood to give. I decided to try this mindset. I let the ticks live in my nest and sip some of my blood. At first, it was a nuisance, I won't lie. But eventually, I grew accustomed to my new house guests. Now, I hardly notice them at all. It doesn't take a lot to be a good tick ally. Sometimes, all you need to do is nothing. Brought to you by the Dragon Tick Alliance under God. So, oh, my Instagram, my at is eloquently, E-L-L-E-O-Q-U-E-N-T-L-Y. Eloquently, and you can book me through there. That's the only place I do booking right now. Um, I'm also running a. I'm running a lot of things right now, but one of the things I'm doing actively right now is I'm bringing spiritual. The point of me doing the readings is to bring spiritual access to Black, Brown, Indigenous, um, trans people. That's my priority. Everyone can get a reading, but my community is my priority. And I'm right now. I'm running a um, a free reading um, kind of like donation program where if you're someone who's white, white passing, or privileged, and you want to donate the price of a normal reading so that a black trans person can get the reading or an indigenous brown trans person can get the reading, it's do it does that. Anybody who is who fits under that, if you're listening and you want a reading and you you fit into that thing, let's talk. 
I still am going to decide whether or not I'm going to give you the reading because a lot of privileged people are like, I'm black and trans. And like, you also live at home with your mama. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> no. But um, if you fit that description and you want it, hit me up in my inbox at eloquently. Um, my cash app is eloquently as well, but yes. two E's at the end. It's also in my Instagram bio. But um, as far as like what I do, um, I, I think that question is such a loaded question. It is a loaded question. Not like in a bad way. It's a loaded question because I do, because within my Oracle work, I do a lot of things like for some people, and I'm like, I just want to make this clear because people like to be like, else people who are crazy like to be like, Elle thinks she God saves everyone. And I'm like, I don't, but I'm just going to say what people have said I've done for them. And people continue to say I do for them instead of saying what I do for people because it's not about me, it's about what I do for the people. So a lot of people tell me that I, that they stopped seeing their therapist after they started seeing me. Um, so I guess like, there could be some of that involved. Um, I love that. I've helped people. I help people who struggle with um, self-harm. Um, I help people who struggle with wanting to not be here anymore. Mm-hmm. I help people who, I help people with eating disorders. I help people who suffer from body dysmorphia. I help people who suffer with extreme depression. I help people who just need to know how to figure out what they want to do with their life. So, I feel like saying what I do is a lot, but how I do it, essentially what I feel that happens is that I end up saying and regurgitating the things that most people are unable to formulate in their own mind. So a lot of times when I do start reading, people are like skeptical. They're like, oh my God, this isn't really psychic. And then usually within the first two cards, I say something you probably have never said to anyone in your entire life. And, you know, like when it first started happening, because I know you're probably asking like how I feel about it and like what it's like, it was, bitch, it was terrifying. Like mm-hmm. I grew up as a Jehovah Witness, like in Cleveland, Ohio with a single black father. Mm. So who wanted me to play baseball and like play sports. And I've always been like, just, I've always like, I've, I've been here. I was hearing voices at a young age. Like I would see stuff and I would know things about people that I met that I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where it would come from. And like, I thought it was like the devil or like me just being a psycho, like lying to myself. Like I had gone out the Navy. I was, it was right before I came out. I discovered, well, right before I stopped denying that I was trans and I was engaged to a man and he dumped me over the phone. Oh my like, God. Like broke off the entire engagement and everything. And I was distraught. Like I was just like mad. I was sad as fuck. Cause I have a bad relationship history. Like I just, I love to, I, I love the abusive sad types. Like they're my favorite. I don't know why they just, they just be coming, but we're changing that. Mm-hmm. But I got out of it and I was just like, I was dealing with the healing on my own. I'd never been in a relationship before and I was 24. So like imagine dealing with the things you should deal with at a younger age, at that age, like trans things, doing new shit at an older age. And I remember I wanted, I had planned to take my life like two nights like around this time period. And I went to the beach and I had met someone who was my best friend and she was like my mentor. We're no longer speak just for, you know, different frequencies, different lifestyles. But she was like, oh my God, like I should come over. And I was like, when? And she was like, oh, like this day. And that was the day I was planning to do it. And I was like, oh, this bitch didn't come over because I was just, you know, like depressed. No one, like no one gives a fuck about me. And she like showed up my house. I didn't kill myself. And she was like this, she's crazy bitch who isn't, who is very, very psychic and was like, like, you just like look like, and she, I just remember she was like, you look like an alien. Like, 
you don't think you're from here. And she read my cards and she just like was like, you've experienced so much pain and loss. She was like, your words have power. She's like, you're here to teach and maneuver the world into like a better light. And then the next day, this lady who was blind on the bus looked at me like I felt her looking at me with no eyeballs and was like, I've been waiting for you. And then mm-hmm. everything just kind of like snowballed from there. Like I, I bought a deck. I started reading like myself only. And then I started reading like my family and my friends for free. And then I started reading just like I would go to the club with my cards and I'll be drunk as fuck in the club. And I'll be the bitch that whip her cards out. I'm like, oh, no, honey, like they're pregnant as fuck. And like, they're like, oh, my God, I'm I would just walk away like and they're like when I give you like buy me a drink like I was just being very irresponsible with my gifts like I was just being like a firecracker and then um I got fired from a job in Florida back to this is like in 20 this is in 2018 I got fired from a job 2019 I got fired from a job in Florida and I was living in a trailer with my cousin. I had no money. I had like, I had nothing. Like, and we needed to pay bills. And I was like, bitch, I'm just gonna fucking start my business like right now. Like I'm gonna do it right now. And I just st- opened up a new Instagram. I started Chinese Shack and I gave um, Bad Dominicana like 2.0 on Instagram. I gave her a reading and like, she was like, it was monumental. And like, I was just like, so like amazed that like I did that for someone I never met before. And she paid me like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then shouted me out, and like I made my rent and more in like ten, like ten minutes oh, through bookings. Oh, that's amazing! And I was just like, and I, I literally just like fell the fuck out. Like I was crying. I was like, oh my god! And I, start, I started like talking to God. And I was like, we can talk to God every day now, because I'm, I'm like a very spiritual bitch, and like I believe in God. God's just in me. God's not outside of me. And it was a wrap after that. Like I just, I started booking more and more and more and more and more. And then I ended up working, I ended up working with this event called Shout Out to 11th House Miami. If you are in Miami, you should be going there at 11th House MIA. It's a uh, um, an event that um, centers um, spiritual workers in the community. So if you're black and brown, they will center you there. You can get paid, they, get, they set you up with tables. I was working that. Um, I ended up going to like a, a weed event with another friend who's also an Oracle and speaking just about like, just, it just opened so many doors for me. And I moved here and I'm just going to be a little Frankie tanky, you know, every, regardless of what this says, you should still be giving money to black trans people, me or anyone else. Mm-hmm. But last month I made the most I've ever made outside of my paycheck off my room. Yes. And I had, oh, hold on, you guys make, oh, there we go, there we go. It was my battery thing. Um, I had, and like, it's crazy too, because I just left an abusive relationship. I wasn't able to do any readings at all. Like I well, didn't have access to my phone. And when I got my phone, when I got a phone back, um, from my friend, they're great. I don't, I don't want to say their name on the internet because I don't know if they want all that attention, of course, of course. but they gave me a phone and they, they saved, they saved my life basically. And when I turned my phone back on, like Corey was there, bitch. Everybody was like, Oh, what the fuck you been in? Like, bitch, I need some ratings. Bitch, I need some help. And like, I was just so overwhelmed with the amount of love because everyone was like, "Bitch, where have you been?" And like, I was like, "I was in a bad relationship." And like, I thought everyone forgot about me. Like, it was just like, you know, I thought I was alone. And it's just like being an oracle has like given has has forced me to put myself back into community, even when I didn't think I could. Because it's just like, bitch, like it's like when like when you're a healer and anybody who's struggling with like accepting that they are one, you can't escape it. And it's like you have to understand that it's like it's a beautiful process and it's only difficult if you make it difficult and try to diagnose everything that's happening in your life instead of just going with the flow. 
but um, I do a flat rate um, for all my readings. Black trans people, they're free right now if you can book through this, if you can get one of the slots. So get them if you want it. But if you white, honey, you're going to be sliding me some coins. So um, don't like also. What is, what is your rate for white people? Fucking, because we have white audience members who definitely want to book you. Okay, um, right now for my standard reading sessions, I offer multiple services for my normal sessions. It's $80 per session, no card or time limit. Okay, awesome. I also do spell, I also do spell work. That is going to be done based on whether or not I want to do that for you and what we, what needs to be happened and um, just what I need to get and transportation and all of that. And then I also do shadow work sessions, which I've done with Corey, basically, and they're great. And what that is, we do your reading and then we talk about like what you can do to help with what's either going good or bad during the reading. And I think it's very beneficial. Those are $135. They're usually a pretty long, but they're fucking popping. They're healing. And yeah, I love my, I love what I do. I enjoy what I do. I don't, if you are white, I don't care if you come for me for a reading, just understand that you're coming to a black person and it's about me and it's not about you and it's about respect and it's about you paying it forward for communities. But you know, like, at, at the end of the day, like people are, are people and my job is to heal and I love doing what I do. So hit me up. Perfect. Awesome. Corey, can you plug everything? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can buy my movie clowning on my Instagram. Uh, just hit me up or email me the goddess Corey at protonmail.com. Um, you can cash at me uh, dollar sign S-P-C-O-R-I and you can uh, Venmo me at H-Core C-O-R-E um, and uh, yeah perfect um, I am so also one more thing white people don't be sending us no two dollars don't be sending nobody in this mm. thing no two dollar donations mm. y'all because we can't buy nothing with that if you want to give, if giving back is giving us your savings account, bitch. So no, none of us three better not receive no dollar to three dollar and fifty cent donations because don't nobody here buy fucking scratch offs. All right, <laughs> go ahead, bitch. Go ahead. I just, I just, I just wanted to throw that no, shit out there. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, I'm Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can follow Ho in the Know at Ho in the Know on Instagram. Um, you can support me on Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl, where I post all kinds of stories about sex work, out calls, yeah. escorting, and uh, tantric healing, and just, you know, all this, all the jazz that I do in my life. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many things. Oh, and my erotica, which I've been really branching out in, so that's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you all for tuning into this episode of Ho in the Know, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. That was great. I love y'all. Bye. More money. I want your money. I want more money. 